Have you ever heard a Christian say that they would like to be in a church like those during the time of the apostles? Looking around, it appears they may be. Corinth then and many now are similar. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Not all who profess faith in Christ, individuals or churches, possess faith in the only Lord and Savior. However, even those who are truly in Christ by faith can be weak and experience many problems. This is true about both individuals and churches. Struggles with worldliness, disunity, selfishness, and sexual sin. These things were evident in the first century church at Corinth, and they are evident in many 21st century churches today. Hear now God's word, holy, inspired, inerrant, and infallible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1-9. through 9. And I, brethren could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos, and what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So then, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, but each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers." You are God's field, God's building. Now, Paul opens this epistle by addressing those in the church at Corinth as those who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, saints by calling. He sends them greetings of grace and peace, and he even thanks Yahweh for them. But before he gets halfway through chapter 1, he has to address significant sin issues, and he continues to address those issues throughout this letter. In our text, he tells these believers that they are worldly, infants in Christ, not able to handle deeper biblical truths, and their sinful flesh was more evident than the Holy Spirit's sanctifying work. How did Paul come to this conclusion? He tells us. He says they were filled with jealousy and strife, selfishness and envy. In many ways, they were acting like unbelievers. One significant way this was evident is the claim they were making, I am of. Some sang Paul, some sang Apollos. In making such a claim, it proved they were lacking in understanding of how God saves and sanctifies his people. Mere men, even those who were apostles, are but servants of Yahweh, tools in the master's hand. Some servants or fellow workers plant, others water. But it is God alone who causes the growth. Ministers, 
Each and every one of them who are faithful are God's fellow workers. But the church is God's field, God's building. Paul admonished them in his writings, and he admonishes us. Don't boast in men, even the most admired of men. Rather, recognize that we belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. In the New Geneva Study Bible, they write this. God alone is responsible for the success of Christian ministry. Amen. God uses weak vessels to accomplish His omnipotent purpose. Soli Deo Gloria. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him.